0: Well, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Again, everybody, and welcome back to Bob and Ray Show. You here in the studio audience, you're going to have an active part in today's show. We might point out, and those of you at home, we hope uh, will participate uh, uh, mentally, so to speak, communicate with us some sort of way. Do you I want? Do you want me, Blue Eyes, to take the microphone now and <clears throat> go down into the studio audience? To you're recall. calling me Blue Eyes no. because you. Do you want you have me, blue, blue Eyes? eyes. And uh, what, what kind of uh, color eyes do I have? I have to look at my driver's license all the time to see kind of brown, hazel, or... You don't <laughs> much care, right, audience? Okay. They didn't get... They didn't do as much reaction to that. But I am going to take our portable microphone down now, and we have a very interesting question, I think, to uh, pose to yep, yep. some of our yep. guests.
1: Hey, not, no, uh, not No. Him. No. Yep. no. Me. I want to you pick out... me. I think yep. maybe you'd be no, fine. Yeah. Let me
0: have him. Uh, he'd, he'd be good. i tell you, uh, you know, have your name, sir, before we go any further? All uh, right. Well, uh, you mean my name, my real name, or the name that I use at hotels? Well, whatever name you care to give us. Uh, Ford Frick. Uh, Mr. Frick, uh, our question has to do with uh, the visit by Mr. Khrushchev to this country. He still has a short time remaining on his uh, visit. In fact, right now he's on, on his way, I think, to Pittsburgh. We thought maybe... Uh, in the last uh, few days, you people would have some suggestions on places he should see. Well, uh, I think yeah. he ought to uh, go up and talk with that fellow that's been on your program, that okay. Lawrence Beckenberger. You've been out in space and everything. I think. Oh, be, well, that's uh, just a story. Uh, Lawrence Beckenberger is you're a figment of our imagination. Oh, well I, uh, well, I feel like a perfect chum. Well, that's all right. Uh, how about uh, this fellow sitting next to you? Do you have any ideas about... Uh, well, what do you I, uh, see? I don't know. I suppose, uh, maybe, uh, what, well, uh, see Yankee Stadium? I well, think. that might be uh, something good. He's, uh, been to San Francisco. Oh, uh, I, uh, this year, I wonderful work luck with my tomatoes. Uh, maybe, he uh, you should look at those. Uh, well, they seem quite the, kind. Yeah. But look, they're about that big around. That's good and size. I think he'd be impressed with it. He's seen quite a lot of agriculture, I think, and, uh, maybe, uh, places of historic interest might be better. man. how about the... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you had something more to say? Well, oh, I thought maybe uh, he could be uh, <clears throat> taking over one of those wig makers they have in New York. You know, oh. like a lot of those actors that are bald? Yes. They come out uh, looking like uh, they got a big head of hair. Yes, I know. Well, uh, he's aware of those things. How about to... you, uh, man? Do you have any ideas about uh, the subject? Well, I don't rightfully know... What, uh, he should see. Because he doesn't have too much time left, to, No. To I think he long. ought to maybe see Pittsburgh. I think... Well, he's going it's... to be, He'll be there tomorrow, I think. Oh, really? Well, well that's think. what I would suggest he'd see, Pittsburgh. It's a nice city, and it's heavily industrialized. Yes, well, he'll you'll, you'll get a kick out of that. Yeah. One more. One one more person. How about you, sir? Well, I think you ought to see Al Morningside. Uh, that's a uh, bus driver I know. is that? Well, uh, Al, uh... He doesn't give an inch in an argument. Oh. Uh-huh. Now, you should see him in action on his bus. As if a passenger gets smarter with him, wham, I mean, really. You're Sounds all... like a real crowd-pleaser. Well, Al, something on wheels. Uh, no kidding. Uh, Al could straighten him out in a second. He does it all the time, both on and off the bus. Tell me, is Al equipped to refute Marxian dialectics? Oh, no, it takes about a second before he gets bored with tart, mm-hmm. And then wham, I mean, he's a real plain guy. Well, where uh, can we find Mr. Al Morningside if you want to uh, call Mr. Khrushchev's attention to him? Uh, he lives at the uh, Pacifist club. All right, so thank you very much, and I hope that Mr. Morningside doesn't flatten you for giving out his address. Back on stage now. Nice going, blue eyes. Did nice. a great job down there. And now, friends, get
1: ready for a commercial message. Hola, amigo you want to know about stereophonographs, listen to my last bullfight on ordinary stereo. Ale! But now, Colombia Stereo 1. Ah, there is a Corrida de Toros. Real life lifelike, magnifica. There is such a big difference in stereophonographs. With most, all you get is a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. But with Colombia, Ah hombre, you get fantastic stereo projection. What it does is to send circles of sound sweeping through every inch of a room. You are surrounded with live sound, live feeling, live passion. Hooray! <coughs> Hooray! How they cheered me! Ask your Columbia phonograph dealer to demonstrate stereo one by Columbia. Prices start as low as thirty nine ninety five for portables, one twenty nine ninety five for consoles.
0: This is Public Lawyer. Episodes dedicated to the selfless conduct of those who serve the best interests of the public. Court-appointed attorney Vernon Stitz is such a man. Now, how do you play prisoner, guilty or not guilty? Well, I don't know. Do you have benefit of counsel? Uh, no. You see, Your Honor, I don't have a lawyer, to be honest with you. Well, every man, woman, and child is entitled to the fullest protection of the law. Now, there are several court-appointed attorneys here in the courtroom. Would, uh, want you to you please step forward to advise this man? Oh. I can't see too well from here, but I suspect that that eager voice... Belongs to Vernon Stitz. Maybe I'd better go it alone and take my chances, Judge. No, the law is a complex thing, Mr. Flowers. I'm calling a ten minute recess here so that Mr. Stitz can familiarize himself with the details of your case. I appreciate that, Your Honor. Now, would the prisoner please step forward? prisoner just stepped forward, Your Honor. Thank you, Counselor. Now, after having conferred with his attorney, how does the prisoner plead? Just a minute. Just a minute, Your Honor. I have advised Mr. Flowers not to plead guilty or not guilty either. Well, uh, I hope you know what you're doing, Counselor. Your Honor, I'm willing to take the risk. There is a precedent for all this. The state versus Cosmo, October 1928. If the good judge will look it up, You'll find that Victor Cosmo pleaded neither guilty nor not guilty in October of 1928. Well, uh, if it's a legal duel you want, my hot headed young friend, you'll get one. I was the presiding judge on that case, and the reason Mr. Cosmo didn't plead one way or the other was because he was hit by a truck before the trial and became deceased. Judge, I think I'll go it alone. I don't want the court to do me any favors with three attorneys, especially this one. Well, uh... Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. On what grounds, may I know? Some new evidence has come up. Would it be of interest to this court? Counselor, there hasn't as yet been a trial. I haven't seen any kind of evidence. Exactly, Your Honor. We're dealing with the pre-introduction of evidence before a trial, a totally new legal concept. Oh, get out of here, Stitz. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just what I've been waiting for. An outburst from you, Your Honor... I move that this case be thrown out of court because of pretrial trial prejudice on the part of the presiding judge. Frankly, Counselor, I am prejudiced. I think you're a boob. Judge, I didn't come with this guy. All he said to me during the recess was that we were involved in a desperate gamble for time, even before he heard what I was doing here. I think he's a nut, so I'll plead guilty. So be it. <clears throat> public lawyer, your letters have indicated a great interest in Mary Magoon's inn up in Turhan Bay, Maine, and uh, with that in view, we've dispatched Wally Ballou there, and he has this tape recording to play for us now that he made, I think, the other evening. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. All right, Joe, would you thread up that tape, please? The next voice will be Wally Ballou's next voice you will hear will be that of me, Wally Ballou, 17-time uh, award winner of Radio Diction, speaking to you from the veranda of the Mary Magoon Inn, overlooking beautiful Turham Bay here on the coast of Maine. There's a goodly crowd assembled here. It's Saturday night in Maine. The sunset set <laughs> a scant hour and a few minutes ago. Mary is uh, in the kitchen at the moment and uh, told me that as soon as we took the air, she has a little radio off the kitchen. As soon as she heard us come on the radio, she would come out <coughs> chatting with us. Tonight, she is inaugurating the and new entertainment uh, policy. She is auditioning an orchestra you that she may hire as a regular feature of the air. Here she comes through the screen door now.
1: Hello, Mary.
0: Uh, oh, Willie. There. Hello there. How are you? You hear us on the radio out the kitchen? Yes. We have a small little radio set out there, and I was listening, and I heard you introducing me, so I hurried on in. Fine. How does the crowd look to you from here? I don't know how to judge. I know we only have four people, and uh, three of them are ladies. Uh, how many meals have you served today or this evening? Well, I think only uh, one is going to eat tonight. The others are just, while they're sitting around eating the olives and the celery, I think one is ordered. Oh. Do you have uh, the 14 waiters uh, standing by that you hired? Y- yes, they're all standing by ready to uh, to uh, wait on the customers that providing was... we have enough. Is that the salad boy over there? Yes, that's Nicholas. Uh-huh. Nice boy. He's yeah. from, uh, from Callis. There seems to be a great deal of uh, excitement uh, in regards to this uh, orchestra you've hired. Could you tell us something about that, and will we get a chance to hear them?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. They're all
0: over there. Well, uh, there's four uh, nice uh, boys here in town, and they're lobster fishermen. Uh-huh. And in their spare time, they've all uh, studied, uh, studied uh, music, instruments. And there are about 10 of them, and they form this little organization and they play for all the socials around town. And I thought. Real uh, local uh, musicians, the there. Real local main musicians. Uh huh. And they're over there now. And I thought that the little music on Saturday night might help. Wow, right. you know. then there may be some dancing, I guess, a little bit later. Well, we certainly hope so. Somebody I think... else shows up. He's uh, due to start playing any moment now. Let's and... have a little sample of that Down East music there now, shall we? All I? right, uh, Vernon. Vernon, uh, would you play hey, yeah. will, will you play some music now for the radio folks? Okay, there you I don't like to see those two girls dancing together. I don't know Well they like we don't have that. anybody else to dance with, I feel like. Well, so. well I know this is the three girls and one foul. Uh-huh. That's yeah. a swinging group there. You think they're good? I don't know really. They certainly sound good to me. Well, I don't know. They're just local boys. I suppose they're more interested in lobster fishing than they are music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well you can tell that, yeah. What kind of music is that, Walt? Oh. And so, from Mary Magoon, Girls, Graham. come on now. Off the floor, just listen to the music. Overlooking beautiful Han Bay on the coast of Bay, uh, we brought you the music of Vernon, what's his name? What? Vernon Teabody. Uh, Vernon Teabody, his trumpet, his trombone, his saxophone, his guitar and his orchestra. And now this is radio's Wally Baloo returning up to New York. Uh, that sounds pretty good, huh? Boy, I think she's got to find a the discovery there. Uh, I guess Texas is out of luck. When he hears that... Was. You'll realize that he has had it as far as Marin Bagoon's uh, in. Why? I don't know how she can afford to pay an outfit like that, though. There's we well, only I, three I, people in the place. I don't know as they really understand, unless they should be paid, you know. I think their primary interest is uh, lost. That's enough? probably true. So we're all if gives them a free meal, they're happy. Sure. We have preview time coming up, and what's it going to be for tomorrow, Terry? Well, uh, tomorrow, uh, you'll hear the sound of a mystery car in just ten seconds. Here, okay, then, is a preview of tomorrow's mystery car sound.
1: <laughs>
0: Until then, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get worried. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumbs. And Hermione Gingold. Keep your funny side up every weekday on the CBS Radio Network. And on KNX, AM, and FM, CBS
1: Radio in Los Angeles.